Well, hi, guys. You're back. I'm back. <laughs> I passed the kidney stone that night. Did hey. you pass it that night? Yeah, I did. Today we have uh, Aaron, myself, Michelle, and Christine joining us. Yep. Yeah, I don't feel like this is going to be as, as fun episode as it was last week. Uh, don't. I guess don't it's because I'm back. Compare. Everyone, don't compare. Everyone's going to compare. No, Mr. Nick's going to compare, that's for sure. He likes the funny open, the funny cold open. This is Galatians Week 16, where entitled, gospel titled, entitled. Entitled. You are entitled. 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 I'm entitled to the name of this. <laughs> titled Gospel Ministry, where we're looking at one verse today. Just one verse. And I'm really and I'm gonna apologize at the whole beginning of the message. Why are you gonna apologize? Because this is something I went back and added later. What you look at in Paul's words today is he says, Become like me because I became like you. He comes into Galatia with an attitude of wanting to wanting to understand who they are, uh, the places that they have been culturally so that he can speak the gospel to where they are. It's not that he dismisses them. It's not that he doesn't think that their questions are relevant. He thinks they are relevant. So he wants to meet them and understand them where they are. And then after he moves into that place, he then says, so become like me, not in an arrogant way of look how great I am, but a way that says, become like me and how I trust Christ. Instead of all of the worthless elementary principles and rituals we talked about last time, become like me and trust Christ for your salvation, for your righteousness before God himself. And this enables us to be a people who can then step into our culture in a way that we don't have to try and fight against everything. We can see the good things that are in our culture, even the things we don't understand. And engage with people's questions where they are, but then invite them to also come to know what we know, the truth and the grace of God. So this is good. This is good because we're going to talk about Element University. We're going to talk about Jesus, comma, sex, comma, and gender. Yes, the Oxford mm. comma. Um, well, apparently I didn't have a comma between Jesus and sex in the, and oh, something. So, and oh, so. oh. so how do we begin to engage culture uh, in as a church body? I, I think first and foremost, we need to understand the places where we already are engaged in culture because we live in the culture, we're immersed in it. We are we are natural ministers to our culture because we already live in it. We watch typically the same shows, even when we say that we don't. We listen to a lot of the same music in different ways. And so we're already as part of it. And there are things that we already appreciate. There are things that our culture holds to that we as Christians also hold to. And we can come around those things first and foremost and say, this is where we agree. And that is the first place I think that we start to engage culture is the places that we can actually agree on stuff because it builds a mutual respect and it builds relationship. Going off that, launching off that, how have we at the table done, try to do that? I think listening to people's stories is really important. You know, in in my walk with my daughter and just trying to understand where she's coming from as far as um, her life and her journey, I try to listen to the things that she's experiencing and she will tell me stories of what other people are experiencing. And so I think then you can take that and it changes how you react to things, hopefully in a better way and hopefully in a gospel centered way. But. I think the the story behind how someone's acting or, or someone's beliefs is really important. I'm glad you said that because I think almost everybody 
when no matter what they're saying, they're also saying a story around what they're mm-hmm. saying. Even if it doesn't make any sense to us, there's a reason why they, they said what they did. The concept of nearness is so important when you think of the incarnation and how Jesus has drawn near to us. I think that can be a point of great discomfort and confusion oftentimes for us as believers because there are questions about how to engage or what that looks like and grace reigns in that space because it can get messy and hard and I think it's a great reminder for us as we think about engaging and loving people um, as Jesus has loved us. Francis Saver talks about, you know, says something to the effect of, we'll I'm talk about him I'm in the I figured you would. Yeah. This is a good uh, quote. If I had an hour with somebody, I'd ask 55 minutes of really good questions so that in the last five minutes, hopefully I'd, I would know how to present the good news in a way that it it sounds like good news to them, that we need to listen more. We need to hear the stories. We need to draw it out of people. And But hearing what really is at the heart, the behind it, and then presenting the gospel in a way that it it sounds like good news to them. But I think that there's a disconnect for most people in being able to do it themselves mm-hmm. in a conversation. And and you yesterday you did a funeral for a baby and I can't imagine having being called in to, to speak truth in, in that setting. But in most settings, like it is even hard for me with people struggling with losing a job or even with me, like, you know, recently we had this hiccup in, in possible uh, getting to adoption and like even speaking in, in like, well, what's your hope in and, and trying to figure out what good news is in the midst of frustrations or, or it's, I think I find it incredibly challenging. Sometimes I think that we have to sit back and that's when we pray, you know, God in this moment, help me to right now understand what the gospel is so I can speak it in a way that connects to this moment. Mm. And you, we need to be able to understand that what the gospel is in order to be able to do that. Spirit's job, mm-hmm. the spirit's job. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. So we're doing two things coming up. We're doing, so we're doing Element University, which is going to be five or six weeks starting May 4th. I'm writing, so I've written six weeks. I'm trying to make the whole thing come together in five, but there is going to be a six week as a bonus week. And what I want to do is I think people throughout it might in the end feel like this seems just like an overwhelming task. And so what I want to do in the sixth week is spend three quarters of the time just giving some good news about what's actually happening in the world. Francis Schaefer again. Mm. And he talks about that instead of seeing us and them, you see two sides of a river and a bridge that goes across. And he said, too often we see ministry as us being right on this side and sending our information across the bridge to other people. But there needs to be two way communication between the two. Because if we just think that we're right, then we think we have nothing to learn from anybody else and there's not going to be a connection. And he goes, we do have things to learn from anybody else. And and again, you know, we come to the, to the bottom line of it all that we do believe that the scriptures are the ultimate authority. So one side does hold more value and weight than the other, but there has to be that back and forth. As soon as we even speak the gospel message in English, you are contextualizing the gospel. Mm-hmm. What are you hoping to see like within our church body after this? That we would be able to look around ourselves at the world around us and begin to understand it a little bit better. 
when you watch that thing on the news that you're completely against and totally frustrates you, you would still go, oh, this is why. And so there wouldn't be just this visceral reaction of anger, but there'd be a reaction of, if I talk to somebody like that, I, I know that I would like to speak to them like this. And it would start to help us to preemptively think about ways that we could actually try to develop a relationship. Mm-hmm. Bringing it to a place where we can make the gospel sound like good news to mm-hmm. right. whoever it is. Yes. I came across this video recently and we're always looking into how do we equip and encourage people in the task of witness and sharing the gospel and being gospel fluent and really listening to what are, what are the things that kind of um, give shape to their narrative and their story? You know, what's the, how would they define their identity? What is the ultimate problem in their life? What's their functional savior? What's their ultimate hope and contextualizing the gospel in a way where it speaks to those things and really is good news for them. So we'll, we'll actually try to link to that video in the show notes below. And so that brings us to Jesus, Sex, and Gender. So it's May 19th and 20th. Yeah, so we'll do two weeks of Element U on Thursday nights, and then we'll break the next week. And then, Chris, you're leading that. So could you share a little bit about what Jesus, Sex, and Gender is, and then kind of goals going through it, and why people should sign up for it? So Jesus, Sex, and Gender goes into... Uh, essentially identity and where uh, people are finding their identity. And uh, right now, a huge portion of where people are finding their identity is in what gender they see themselves as. It's not the gender maybe that they were born into biologically. And so we're going to talk about about gender, what, what that actually means. But more, we're going to go into what culture sees gender as and then how can we bring our two views together? And also the same thing with with sexuality. They're trying to present a biblical worldview in a way that speaks to the to both educate mm. truth while looking at falsehoods. I would say like lovingly engaging mm-hmm. with that community while still upholding yeah. the truth of scripture. Because yeah, up until what, five, six years ago, sex and gender were synonymous. It was was the same thing. And now they've been separated out. You have someone who's 60 years old and they hear gender, they think sex. And this is why there's the conflict, right? Mm -hmm. You got one person who hears this, defines it this way because it's always been defined this way. Mm -hmm. And you've got a new cultural norm that defines it this way and separates the terms. And so they're just, they're clashing. The traditional, you know, church has not done a great job with ministering to the LGBTQ community um, because I think there's a misunderstanding between that. And so essentially what Jesus, sex and gender is, is so that we can give people an understanding of where people in that community are coming from, their different beliefs, give us some definitions to go on so that we can engage that community as people who follow Jesus, as we we can actually engage them in an educated way and we don't come in ignorant. And then therefore it's more loving because we're not just trying to, again, push our views on other people, but we're going to listen to their stories, why they feel this way, what has happened in their life 
to make them feel um, that this was the direction that they needed to go to find fulfillment rather than going to Jesus. Well, I think one of the things that the, the course does well is it removes or it separates kind of the political agenda from what's being pushed in culture and focuses on not specific individuals, but individual struggles or mm -hmm. stories. So we've offered this once before. It was really well attended. And I saw people in the room who came in hot and, and like upset, fired up. Uh, and I saw the softening because it, it took it out of the political, like whatever you listen to or watch arena into more of a individualized, okay, let's focus on people who are victims in this culture war. That's the hard thing, right? It's our kids who are the ones who are being destroyed by all this. And it's, it's, it's sad. So we are investing as a church leadership in these two things, uh, Element U on Thursday nights, Jesus, Sex, and Gender, which is a one weekend uh, Friday and Saturday thing. Links to both those to kind of RSVP, especially if you need childcare, will be in the show notes. How would you recommend groups um, do this? I know one group is going to gather right before Element U for like coffee or something, and then they're going to come together. They're opening up their home and encouraging people to bring their own dinner. So just they can kind of gather and right, but and then attending and then attend you together. together. Mm -hmm. I I hope, and I don't want this to seem clickish in any way, but it'd be nice if GCs would sit together and invite people in because we are going to throughout that give them questions to talk to one another about, and then we'll come back in and keep going into something else. So GCs coming to get coming sitting together having those discussions, but being open to those around you. Yes, be welcoming. Yep. I, I imagine this is something we'll weave in through our discussions too, just like we talked about engaging unbelievers. This is going to go hand in hand with that, how to engage culture and what kinds of things we can actually practice like from week to week and revisit as a result of EU. All right. So if you have any more questions about Jesus and gender, I'll direct. Yep. Everyone can come talk to you. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited about it. It's And even if you came last time, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Even if we only had the same amount of time for the videos, I'll probably put different stuff in. So I think it'd be worth it doing it twice. One of the points in the message is uh, gospel ministry is culturally flexible. And so we're going to try to do that through the next couple of months uh, through Element U and the Jesus, comma, sex, comma, gender. Um, for those who can not make it. on what the gospel is, mm -hmm. but flexible around everything that's not the gospel. Okay, cool. Um, Before you put the commas. I'm gone. For that Jesus sex. Yep. And gender. Um, How do you go from that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Let's power eat of grandma. Editing. Whoa. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah. Did you say what? Let's eat grandma. <laughs>